0: Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Saturday, February 24th, 2018. This is episode 248, Teachers Who Blame Others. Boy, if there were ever a podcast title that's going to grab the attention of teachers, parents, students, this might be the one. Teachers who blame others. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate the teacher who blows their stack in class, erupts like a volcano over the simplest things when you are sitting there in the classroom as a student knowing full well that it wasn't you and it wasn't the class no it was probably the actions of the teacher or in this case the inaction of the teacher it could be that the teacher never provided the procedures, the rules, the consequences for the class. Could be that the teacher was a Jekyll and Hyde teacher. Nice one day, mean another day. Laid back one day, serious another day. Sarcastic one day, and straight faced another day. See, the one thing about teaching is you need to be consistent. And one thing that comes with that consistency is the ability to understand who's in the wrong. Because if there's one thing that a lot of teachers don't like to do is say, I'm sorry. Or say, I messed up. That's on me and why why are there so many teachers out there unwilling to do that well i can think of one reason they think they're going to lose control of the class they think that the, the class is going to lose respect for them they're so wrong they're so wrong on every level as a matter of fact if more teachers would accept the blame concede that issue to their students, the experience would be better. At the beginning of a school year, I once told a class that I would never, ever, ever embarrass a student or make an example of a student in front of the room in other words if a student ever had to be disciplined I would take the student out of the room or off to the side to discuss the situation, but never reprimand them in class. And I said that because I, w- I would explain to them that I had done that in the past, and I know that it can cause irreparable harm. It can cause damage to a child when you do that in front of their classmates. And it's something you simply don't want to do. And I, I assured them It will never happen. Well, several months into the school year, I had a student, complete class clown, and it was one of those rare moments, and I say rare moments because I've worked very, very hard in my career, very hard, to let even the most stressful days with the students never ever get to me, never get the best of me, Oh, it doesn't mean that I'm some softy. But I will tell you that students will never get the satisfaction of knowing that I'm really angry to the point that I'm erupting in in the class uh, where I've lost complete control. Because you lose control of yourself once you start yelling and screaming and making a fool of yourself. And I remember saying something to the student, and I don't remember precisely what it was, but it wasn't something that I should have said in front of the entire class. It wasn't anything terrible. It wasn't anything inappropriate. It's the type of thing that most teachers have done and will do. But I promised them, I promised them I'd never do it. The next day, I walked into class and I said to the class, I need to start off by apologizing and I'd like to apologize to the student." Now you have to understand the class was stunned because this student is known for causing issues. This student has always been disrespectful to teachers through the years. And I was just one more notch on his belt. And I was apologizing. And I was contrite. And I meant it. And I said to them, I broke my promise to you. And I shouldn't have done that. And I remember students who would say, who were saying to me after class, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You know, it, may, it makes makes you look weak when you do that. I had a student who actually said that. I said, why do you say that? They said, well, because you're the teacher and and what you say goes. I said, right. And what I said at the beginning of the year was that I would never do that. And I broke that promise. Yeah, but he was doing this. I said, yes, but I broke my promise. And I promised you that I wouldn't do that. And I was wrong. Wrong and I accept responsibility, just like I expect that student to accept responsibility, which he did the next day, as he came in on his own and apologized to me. And we had an understanding and things were fantastic the rest of the way. Not good, fantastic. He was a role model. He was someone who was a leader. He's someone who stepped it up, not just in my class, but in all of his other classes, because I knew exactly what I would be able to say to him to motivate him, to inspire him all because of a moment in class. But the question I ask you, if you're a teacher listening to this, if you're a parent listening to this, do you have the ability to accept the blame when you do something wrong? Or are you just going to blame others? Why does it always have to be someone else's fault? Whatever the situation is, If you're the person in charge and something goes wrong, on some level, it's on you. Because I can tell you right now, if something happens in a classroom where a child gets injured, no administrator is going to say, oh, that's just the child doing this, this, and this. There's going to be a finger that's pointed in that teacher's direction. That teacher's gonna have to answer some questions. And I've known of teachers who have had to go through legal issues with with answering questions. There was a teacher very, very early in my career who had no control of the classroom, none, no control. And kids would be running around the room uh, like crazy animals. And a student believe it or not, lost the tip of a finger in a classroom and you're going to put all the blame on the student? How that person kept their job will remain a mystery to me. It truly is shocking to me, mind-boggling, how people can run their classrooms so, so cavalier and, and, and not have any understanding or grasp of the importance of their roles as a teacher. I, I don't understand. And I say roles, it's not just role. You have many roles as a teacher, as an adult, as, as an authority figure, as an educator, as the person that's supervising those children at that particular time, stop blaming others. You need to look at yourself, you need to put the blame on yourself. I have, I have done this throughout my career and when I'm wrong, I say it to myself and I say, what do I need to do to fix this situation? What do I need to do to make this situation better? And to be sure that this never ever happens again. Are you capable of doing that? Or are you just going to be the way you've been before and the blamed game just continues? Something needs to give. Something needs to change. The change is you. This is not about being the bigger person. This is not about being the better person. This is under the category of being a teacher. We need to start accepting responsibility, especially for so many things within our control in a classroom because heaven knows there are so many things going on in education and in the outside world that are beyond our control. But when something is in your control, and never forget, that's your classroom. That's your yard. That's your environment. Take control, but also be able to take the blame.